Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, informs and embraces the spouses beside the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever and whenever you want. And with products and services tailored for ADF members and Defence spouses, you'll wonder why you didn't join sooner. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome Soldier On Ambassador and Psychologist, Dr. Beck Jackson. Thank you for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. What exactly is a Soldier On Ambassador? Soldier On has two different types of ambassadors. They've got some celebrity ambassadors who have partnered with Soldier On to raise the profile of it as a charity. And then I am a different kind of ambassador, which is a service ambassador. That's a voluntary role. It's something that Soldier On have invited us to take on. And those service ambassadors are all people who have served in the Australian Defence Force in some capacity or another. And our role is to really be there as a bit of an interface between the community and the veteran community and also to promote and talk about the work that Soldier On's doing and to provide some insights to the Soldier On staff as well about what's happening out in the regions and the contemporary veteran space. So lots of different hats. My service was 16 years as a reservist, so first as a soldier in medical corps and then I did my officer training and I was Corps of Transport, so I was a logistics officer and that was in a reserve capacity. I did a couple of little stints of full-time service in and around there, but that was my service experience and I transitioned out of the reserve in 2014. But the majority of my work in my civilian career is as a psychologist supporting defence members. And that's been something I've been doing for the last decade. So it was a really nice fit for me as an organisation because it kind of brought together my own service experience. My husband still serves, as does my ex-husband. So we're very much integrated into the defence community from a personal perspective. And then professionally, I'm supporting the current serving community as well. So it really for me, was an opportunity to give back to the veteran community and to sort of draw together all of those different areas of expertise and be part of a charity, which was something that for me was important to have that service role giving back to the community as well. As well, you've got those different perspectives of being the service member and now being the spouse as well and a veteran and transitioning out of defence and a husband who is still serving. So you've got all those different aspects working. Yeah, absolutely. Which sometimes I have to reflect on who I am on any given day. (laughs) Am I a spouse today? Am I a psychologist today? Am I an ambassador today? And of course, I can't separate out those roles. I'm wearing all of those hats at any one time. But for me, it was a really important opportunity yeah, to be able to bring all of those different roles together because that's something that for the participants who are supported through Soldier On, they're all wearing different hats as well. So at any one time, I feel like I can connect and build that rapport with people that I'm interacting with because I do have at least some insights into maybe the different challenges or struggles that people are going through. Being a defence member previously and now a spouse and wearing all those different hats only serves to you 
being able to actually connect with the people that would be accessing soldier on because as you would know unless you've lived defense life or spouse life or any of those hats you can learn as much about it as possible but unless you've lived it you really can't grasp fully what defense life is like oh no that's exactly right you know it's interesting i think when you have walked in those shoes and you do have those experiences and then you speak with people who perhaps haven't it is harder to have that empathy and be able to connect on that like experience level because you just haven't had that experience as you've said I can remember my husband's been away and I've been at home with the kids like even last year he had a couple of weeks where he and it wasn't months it was a couple of weeks where he wasn't at home during the period where we had the kids at home and we were homeschooling and I'm still doing my normal day job albeit over zoom plus looking after four kids at home plus he's away from the family unit and unless you've had that experience yourself it's very hard I think to be able to understand and build that connection with your veteran community and their families because it's a very unique experience that is great for us when we are connecting because we all connect on that same experience level but I think it's harder for people who haven't haven't had that and haven't walked in those shoes to make those connections. Can you tell us a bit about Soldier On for those people that maybe haven't come across it or don't actually know what Soldier On is all about? Soldier On is a charity that supports veterans and their families to thrive is the catch line. And it was one of the things that captured my attention last year was because I often talk with my clients about thriving, not just surviving, but thriving. So I love the fact that that was part of their vision statement was about helping veterans to thrive. But it's a charity. It was founded by a veteran called John Bale. And John had deployed to Afghanistan. He, in his operational experience there, had lost a friend in a bomb blast that had occurred while he was on operations and when he returned back to Australia he was really seeking some support around that event and his experience was that at that time back in 2012 that there was a real gap in the services that were provided for people who'd been physically or psychologically injured in the line of duty and more so to their families as well and the families of people who had lost their loved ones during service. And so himself and two colleagues founded Soldier On and it's really grown from there. So it was quite a small charity, very local here in Canberra originally, but now it's a national charity. There are physical locations across different spots in Australia and today is supporting about 5,500 participants. So they are veterans. Some of them are also currently serving personnel who are perhaps preparing for transition or maybe they were full-time personnel who have transitioned to a part-time capacity and also their family members as well. So it's really morphed and changed. One of the other things that I think was really attractive to me was that I think it's a very dynamic charity. So it's really transformed and grown based on the need of the veteran community that it's supporting. What support and actual programs does Soldier On provide and for who? Is it just the veterans that can access it? Are there family members, the spouses who can link up with the support and programs? There's lots of different programs and I'll touch on some of the key ones in a minute, but in terms of who can access it, it can be current serving or ex-serving ADF personnel. So it can be Army, Navy or Air Force and it includes full-time and reservists. So often the case is people perhaps 
don't identify themselves as a veteran. So when you say you're a veteran support charity, sometimes people will go, oh, well, I'm not a veteran because I never served overseas or I was only ever a reservist. So sometimes people don't see themselves as part of that veteran community and that can kind of get in the way of people accessing services. So it's really important, I think, for people to understand that it's about ex-serving personnel and current serving, full-time reservists, access to for their immediate family. So that's spouses, partners, for their children, or stepchildren and also parents because sometimes people can have older parents as well who are living in that family unit. My experience has been since working in and around Soldier on that if people reach out for support no one is turned away they're given support. At the stage where people are putting their hand up for support it's usually especially for a defence family or a veteran is when they really need it because defence families are usually pretty proud and try to figure things out as they do in everyday defence life. They just try to get on with it. And if they're reaching out for help, it's usually needed two patterns that we've seen that have happened particularly in the last couple of years one is people who are making that contact early so that's why it's expanded to currently serving personnel as well because there are some people who know that they are approaching the end of their military career and are perhaps transitioning out of service and so they're making those contacts early and starting to access some of that support particularly around additional training and learning programs and also our pathways program which is about employment support so people are making that contact early and the other pattern that we're seeing is family members who are reaching in first so defense spouses or other family members who perhaps through word of mouth become aware of soldier on or have had a colleague or a friend who's told them about it and so they're the initial people who are making contact as well rather than just being the serving personnel so like I said I think it's really important to understand what's going on within the veteran community and within people's family units at any one time. And last year, obviously, being the year that was impacted by COVID, I think that sort of changed the way that people are accessing service as well. So, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting thing, I think, to see how people are coming through the doors and how that changes from year to year. As the years go on and it is more acceptable to say I'm getting support for my mental health or I think this would be a good service for you to access, it's not such a behind closed doors thing anymore. It's becoming more and more acceptable to talk about the support that you're accessing or that you might need. It only becomes easier for the veterans or the defence families to put their hand up for that support. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing with Soldier On is they use the acronym HELP. So that's always good when you're a defence person because we understand acronyms. So (laughs) the HELP stands for the H is for Health and Wellbeing Services. So that's absolutely things that you've just mentioned. So the psych, traditional psych and wellbeing support. So at an individual level and also for families and groups as well under that health and well-being. Now we're also seeing that it being expanded to things like meditation and mindfulness and those kinds of additional supporting health and well-being services. The E is for the employment support. Remit now is around helping people to transition into a new career stream. The L is for learning and education programs and the employment support and the learning and education have really teamed up and they're providing a really integrated service now. So people who come through that pathways program have got the opportunity to do additional learning and education, really focus in and have some one-on-one support around what kind of personal and professional development they might need in order 
to set them up well so that they can then access a new career through the employment support. So those two arms of soldier on are working in a really integrated way and I think that's really important. And then the P is for participation and social connection. So that's all the fun activities which I've only really started to get my head around is just how many opportunities there are for families and for individuals to get involved in a whole range of fun and social connection activities. So there's kind of those four different areas and I guess that's one of the things that is a bit of a differentiator is that for Soldier On they're all about trying to be integrated and holistic holistic in terms of including the whole family unit but also thinking about the person as a whole person and that rather than just focusing on maybe somebody's mental health and isolating that from the rest of their lived experience it's saying well mental health is important so too is people's opportunity to learn and grow and develop so too is their opportunity to have great employment prospects outside of their their military service and then being connected and integrated with their community and with their family and not opportunity to reconnect there and then participate and give back to the Australian community in a similar way to they did in their service career is really important. So it's that holistic and integrated approach that I think is really special. What are generally some of the typical reasons or situations that veterans and spouses or the families would be calling Soldier on initially for and then connecting in with some of the other services? Pretty typical client pathway or you know experience would be that they have separated from their service are feeling quite lost and isolated because they've had this experience where their service has been what they've known for their however long that they've been serving for they feel like perhaps they're a bit disconnected from friends and from having things to do during the day and so a typical sort of journey might be that the person then connects with soldier on whether it's through word of mouth or somebody introduces them to it or they just cold call a soldier on to find out what's available. But however it is that they come through the door, it's usually into something like one of the social activities and participation events. So, you know, it could be that they go out and do abseiling or they join the fishing club or they come in and do a photography workshop or they come and do a yoga program or whatever it might be. There's something that brings them through the door, music program that they're interested in. And then they meet other people who've had a similar experience and they see that this is actually one big family and then that's usually the thing that encourages people to perhaps explore some of the other services that are available and link in with the health and wellbeing team and maybe access the psych support that's there or explore what learning and development opportunities there are and then explore the employment support. So that would be one pathway. Another example might be somebody at the end of their service and they're looking to retrain and perhaps start a new career. If they're aware of Soldier On or somebody makes that recommendation to them early enough, then it gives them an opportunity to perhaps go to one of our networking events that are held where they can go along and meet different employers. So we have what are called pledge partners, which are businesses who are veteran friendly, who have signed a pledge through Soldier On that says that they will look at employing and supporting veterans as they transition into a new career. So we have these networking events, they might go along to that and decide that they would really like to apply through the jobs page to some of those and then they'll access the learning and education support offices to help them put together CVs and do any additional training and write job applications which is something
something that they perhaps never had to do or tidy up a CV or do those sorts of things. So they might start there and then because of that, access the psych services and the participation, social connections. So there's a few different pathways that people find themselves within Soldier On, but then once they're in there, there's that opportunity to move around all of those different programs and all of those different supports and bring their families and their kids in as well and get them involved in the events, which I think is really important. What are the main ways that defence members would be finding out about Soldier On and the fact that they can access services through Soldier On? We don't get like a handbook when we're a new spouse. We don't get a handbook when you're transitioning out of defence. You don't get a handbook and say, here are all the things you can access. That's something that we're really mindful of as ambassadors. That's part of our role is to get out there and talk about that and use our networks of people who are still serving and make sure that they know. Like I do a lot of work in the senior officer end of all three services. And so for me, it's about making sure that I'm speaking with them so that when they go out into their own organisations, that they're doing that promotion through their chains of command too, to make sure that people are aware of it. So we're sort of at that strategic level, making sure that we're feeding into the different services so that they're pushing that information down. At the coal face, it's about making sure that we're really visible. So we're doing lots and lots of media exposure, lots of social media work at the moment. And obviously veteran mental health is very front and foremost in the media at the moment. So there's an opportunity there as well to make sure that um, we're talking about all the important work that Soldron's doing. Nine out of 10 defence spouses wish they found out about Defence Bank sooner. Okay, I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast, but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning and currently has a rating of 4.8 out of 5 in both the app and Google Play Store. It does everything a big bank app does with cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, pin change functionality, savings roundup, spend tracker, the list goes on. Oh, and if you really want to go to a Defence Bank branch, you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. And with many of their branch staff a defence spouse or partner, you'll be talking to someone who just gets it. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. And so how does it work with veterans and families accessing Soldier On when maybe they're already accessing services from somewhere else like Open Arms or somewhere else like that? Can they make use of services from Soldier On and a variety of other services? Do you guys collaborate together to provide what the veteran needs or how does it work when there's a few different services that kind of offer similar but not the same services? such an important question because there is there's a lot of different charities and organizations who are out there supporting in that space and that can only be a good thing as far as soldier on goes with taking families and people in there's nothing if people are already accessing support from one of the other organizations that doesn't exclude them from accessing any of the support at soldier on so they're still very much included in the people that we would take into soldier on we obviously offer some different and complementary programs to some of the other organisations. And so somebody who might be accessing psych services from one of the other supports might decide, oh, well, I actually really would like to go and do a weekend workshop around family connection. And that's not something that the service that they're already accessing provides. And then they might decide that they could come to Soldier On and access that service through us. Obviously, the employment service is something which is pretty unique to soldier on, particularly on the scale that it is offered and that integrated learning and support and employment. So that's something 
else that people might want to access, even if they've already got a psychologist or a counsellor who they're working with in another agency. So there's absolutely no exclusion for people who are already accessing other services. The only thing that would be looked at is making sure that if somebody's accessing psych services somewhere else, that you're not doubling up because that makes it a bit complicated in terms of looking after people properly. So they would work together. It would be very hard to work with two psychologists at the same time on the same issue. So just making sure that we're complementing whatever support that people are already getting. But like I said, it doesn't exclude people from accessing the service at all if they're already being supported by another agency. Sometimes the spouses don't realise that there is support available to them through Soldier On and they might even only be thinking, oh, well, if I call up, it's just that I'm calling to get support for my partner who has transitioned out or is transitioning out of defence. But there are some things that spouses can access as well, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, the spouse community within Soldier On is pretty big. So out of that five and a half thousand participants, there's about 70% of those are male, 30% of those are female. I haven't got the exact numbers of the breakdown between spouses and the serving member, but the spouse population accesses a lot of the social connection activities. There's a big service that they access. They have wellbeing walking Wednesdays, which is generally a lot of spouses who attend that and lots of other activities, programs that are specific to families about just reconnecting. If you're a spouse and you are used to your serving member being away a lot, perhaps working married separated or just working really long hours, it can be a bit of a shock to the system when that situation in the family dynamic changes and suddenly you're all in the house together and you have to get used to a new way of operating as a family. It can also mean that sometimes in a lot of families, the serving member might have a period of time where they are retraining, they are out of work or look or between work and looking for a new job. Perhaps there's been a family decision that the spouse is going to do some return back into the workforce and focus on their career if that's something that they've sort of not been able to do so much while the other person's been serving. So a number of different pressures and dynamics that are going on in that family unit. And so a program which focuses so some of the social connection activities, but also some of the health and wellbeing workshops and programs focus on bringing the family unit in and doing some activities where people are all making that adjustment to that new way of operating as a family. And so that can be something which spouses really want to access because they want to have that little bit of additional support and facilitation around having those conversations and doing it in a really positive way, which is going to help everybody to move forward and thrive in the future. So that's something that I've seen spouses really appreciate is that opportunity to have access to those services rather than feeling like they're on the outer and it's the serving member who needs all that assistance having that really family-centered approach I think is really important and also for them to have an opportunity to come together and build new connections and a new community of friends because when you're a service family or a serving family and you're moving around particularly on postings there is that community that even though when you move to a new location on a posting 
you get to meet the other families of people in the same unit or in that same base. And so when you're no longer serving and you plonk in a new location, how do you actually build those friendships and those connections? And so spouses will really appreciate that access to being able to build those new friendships and those new social connections with other spouses and with other ex-serving people so that they feel connected and a sense of belonging in their new location as well. When you are still serving and you do go to a new location, yeah, just having that feel feeling that you are part of something bigger even if you don't know anyone yet you know that there are others in the area that get what you're going through sort of thing so it's a whole other transition to go from having that backup to trying to transition to being in air quotes a normal family when you haven't done that before yeah absolutely and I think you know even beyond the spouses if you think about the children of the veteran community and the service community being able to bring them in and do activities as well I was in our national headquarters here in Canberra I popped in last week and I hadn't been into their beautiful new center that they've got there which is set up like the most amazing drop-in space where people can come in and I looked at the facilities for the kids and I was just like wow this is pretty impressive big play spaces where they can go in and have that sort of like play group parent group experience but looking at bringing the kids together as well so that they can connect they're building that connection with other children who have got a shared experience it's a huge upheaval for a family to go through transition out of service and if they're young kids potentially their whole life has been lived through this lens of I go to school for a couple of years in one location and then we up and move to a new location and I build a whole new group of friends and their experience often is just that and so for them to then find themselves now in a new location potentially where they're going to settle down and start the next part of their family journey that's an experience that as we said before other kids who they go to school with might not have that whereas previously they might have rolled up at a new school and been part of a defense kids club or something like that so it's an opportunity for them to have that support with other families and other kids who've gone through similar experiences and even just at their level they might not sit down and talk about it in a really specific way but even just you can tell in the way that they play and interact with each other that they have got that shared connection so I think that's really important as well. The programs and the workshops and the activities that the families and the spouses can get involved with, are they based on a certain methodology or is it a program that's been developed by Soldier On? How does it work with tackling the issues that those people accessing those programs would be facing? So in that kind of health and wellbeing space, all of the psychologists that work for Soldier On have all served themselves or they've been connected to service in some way. So as we said before, that's a really important part of them being able to build that credibility and the connection with the people who are accessing the service. But then they've also professionally, they're trained in sort of trauma-informed approach. So to make sure that they really understand the lens through which they need to interact and deliver that service. Then with all of the other programs like Vet Connect, a program that's specific for male participants, and it's about building that connection with other men and then there's also other programs that are specific to women but Vet Connect was something that was funded by Movember so it was a partnership with Movember and they run a whole bunch of different social connection activities that focus on sort of men's mental health and them being able to talk and interact and have those conversations in a way which is accessible to them so as most people who are listening would probably appreciate and it's certainly been the experience that I've had in dealing with my 
my male clients is that they like to build that connection, have those conversations, usually while doing something active. And so it really tailors the delivery of how do you talk about mental health? How do you build conversation around people's struggle, but in a way which is accessible to them? So VetConnect, it's a partnership with Movember and it focuses specifically on men's mental health. So the people who are participating in delivering that have got special expertise that tailored specific to that program. Then if you look at something like the Family Ties program, then that's a program which is specific to family units. So taking a family unit away and doing an activity together for a weekend where that's a facilitated activity. Again, it's with somebody who's got special expertise in how do you work with a family unit and how do you interact with kids and bring them into the conversation. But again, it's building those mental health and resilience skills into a fun activity where they're away together as a family and having that opportunity just to spend some one-on-one time together. Depending on the different program, people have got a different set of expertise who are facilitating or delivering that. And then obviously, when it comes to all of the social activities team, there's all sorts of different things in there. Like I said before, there's fishing and music and art. And I think if you've got a hobby or an interest, or you think you might be interested in something, there'll be an activity that's running near you that you can get involved with. Lots of different expertise being drawn on. Where does Soldron's funding come from? Is it just from donations? Is it government funding as well? How does it work for Soldron? Most of it comes through donations and requests that have been made. Something that we've sort of seen a little bit more of is people who perhaps are families who have lost a serving member. They will make donations to Soldier On in their name or in their honour, which is something really special, but also corporate sponsors who provide funding as well. And then we have fundraising activities that run throughout the year. So like I said, March, we just had the March On. That's provided a huge fundraising boost into the organisation. And then we have corporate sponsors. They'll often sponsor a particular program. We have these partnerships. So like I said before, the partnership with Movember. So through those other charities and organisations, obviously there's a little bit of cross-funding that occurs as well. But for Soldier On specific programs, most of it's come through donations, through corporate sponsors and through those fundraising activities. So how do people actually reach out for support or access your programs? There's a few different ways that people can access it. And really, I'll give you a couple of different options because depending on the individual person, some people like to pick up the phone, other people don't like to do that. So if people want, then they can call the phone number, which is 1300 620 380. And if they call that number, they'll speak to Soldier On employee who will do an initial meet and greet with them over the phone, have a talk with them about what service or who it is within one of those specific areas that they might like to speak to first and then talk about what options there are and link them in with an initial program or an initial activity. And then from there, then they can obviously branch out and explore all those other options. People can jump on the Soldier On website, which is soldieron.org.au. And there's a contact sheet that people can fill out, which is usually how most people like to approach it because it just asks for your basic contact details and then for a message. So most people will say, hey, this is me. This is my situation. I'm just reaching out to see what events you've got coming up or what programs you've got coming up and what I might be able to participate in. And then someone will call them from Soldier On and have a chat with them and do an intake that way. Are there any future plans or anything in the works for Soldier On that is going to be happening in the near future? 
there's a few different things that are happening in the immediate future that's coming up. The biggest thing is looking at how, so obviously we've had a big injection of fundraising after the March on activity. So that immediately means that we're having a look at how to expand the psychology and counsellor services around the whole of Australia. So how can we expand that across every state and territory and make sure that if people need a service that they've got access to it and that it's timely and that they can get in and get the support that they need straight away. So there'll be a big boost to the psychology and counsellor component of the health and wellbeing services. They're looking at how they can establish a national scholarship through the learning and education team. So we do have some education partners, different organisations who are already involved with Soldier On to help people to expand their learning and education where they might need to post-service, but looking at how they can establish a national scholarship program. So that's pretty exciting. And then also the pathways program which is about getting people into new employment we've had a huge jump in different pledge partners so different organizations who signed up so there's definitely lots on the horizon in terms of now that we're at least in an opportunity where we can get people face-to-face doing a lot more of that face-to-face networking where we can bring together those organizations that have signed the pledge that have said yeah we're happy to take veterans we're a veteran friendly organization and then pairing them up with people who are looking for jobs well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and telling us all about Soldier On and the services and the programs that you are providing for veterans and their families and who can access them at what point in time they can access those programs and also what's coming up because it sounds really exciting with all the things that are going on for Soldier On and the ways that Soldier On is going to further help veterans and their families. Thanks, Beck. Thanks very much for the opportunity to come on and chat with you. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarylife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 